I'm Dwayne Brummett, he's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Uh, good morning, Ali. Nice to be with you, sir. Hey, it's great to be with you too, Dwayne. And you're, it's good to be with someone who's also freezing cold in, in a cold area, right? You guys have cold weather by you? Yeah, it's 21 degrees right now, so we're good. It's amazing, right? And I am wearing my flannel today, though. My mom, I spoke with her in Florida. She actually had the heat on, which is, un, you know, Florida. That's unheard of. But for her, it was like 51 degrees. So like, you know, in the house, it got down to like 65. She usually is like, she's cold if it's like 75 and below. So like, oh, wow. it's crazy. I remember once I had a, uh, a celebrity come and stay at my house from one of our events that we were running and they were from California and they were downstairs in the winter in my house with the heat on like 90 under a blanket going like, how do you do it? And I'm like, dude, I'm like walking in the room, sweat stripping down my face. Put on an extra layer. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Right. It just like, that's just like reference, right? Like how people see things from their perspective. Right all the way yeah. down to uh, to the temperature. Yeah, pretty pretty funny. So uh, we've got a, uh, I think a, a pertinent topic for the beginning of the new year. Yes. Um, uh, do you want to introduce the topic? I certainly can. I, I mean, I think it's one of those things that is very relevant. I don't know how sexy it is to certain people. We say that word often, um, but uh, you know, it's something that for me is, and, and for, I would say probably the top five percenters, right? The successful schools. And I don't even include myself in that because there are people that blow me away. But um, it's about getting things done, breaking away from the day-to-day, like being caught in that minutia of the day-to-day activities and learning how to instill a structure into your life, a system of some sort, and really learning how to structure your business so that you're not caught up in what we always reference the blender, right? Like caught up in that blender. Like, you know, you turn that blender on, you're spinning around, you shut it off, it stops. That's like how we live our lives or the hamster wheel. We're in that hamster wheel all day long, just trudging away. And then you know, it stops. We shut the lights, we go home, we do whatever we can to relax and enjoy. And then we fall asleep and repeat the process. And sometimes that's all people do is continually just stay in that wheel. And they're not structuring their lives to have, have factors like success structured into their lives. Right. So that's our topic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, I did, I did that a lot where I, whatever, problem arose that was the one that immediately took my attention and moved forward with with you know with that and it cost me it yeah. cost me time for my family it cost me money in my business it mm-hmm. cost me sanity in myself yeah um so i think that anyone that is looking to improve their uh business needs to look at the, the, the way that they structure their week. And I don't know about you. Um, you know, I look at martial arts, right? The martial arts is a cyclical business. I mean, right. now that COVID's happened, there's, it's a little bit different, but it's still cyclical. You're going right. to get more people during this time and less people at this time. Right. Ish. Um, I mean, now that the internet's more open, uh, more people are on the internet, you can get more of an even flow than, than you could before. Right. Um, but our, our weeks are cyclical. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to, or they should be, or they should be. So we're going to teach the same classes every single Monday. And then every Tuesday we're teaching the same classes we taught last Tuesday. I mean, the class planner might be different, but the class is not different. Yeah. And, and so I guess what I'm, talking about is structure in your business structure in uh your your personal life um and i had to learn this the hard way is your your business is never going to outgrow you right and so whatever level you're at with your personal development that's that's where your business will cap off right and and that's even true with your employees you know if if you're a, a number five employee um, you may get a chance to hire a six or a seven, but they're going to leave you like they're not going to stick around. 
right? Um, because they don't see you as a leader in order to follow you. So yeah. it's really important for us to work on our own personal development so that we can further our, 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 our goals inside of our business. Does that kind of yeah. make sense? It makes total sense. And I, I think that's the biggest dilemma that I have is breaking that pattern when I coach people, right? So, and, and by the way, I fall into that category. Like at, I'm 50 gonna next in two weeks or so, um, whatever it is, I'll be 57. Right. And, uh, I'm kind of at a point where I've leveled off to where I want to be. And I kind of, you know, like I've decided in my life, okay, now's the time I want to kind of just be comfortable. I want to not drive myself every day. Like I used to 20 years ago where I was working day in and day out, managing multiple locations and all this stuff. I had my hands in everything. Um, I just decided, Hey, listen, now's the time for me to kind of cut back a little, but I'm still, when I say that I'm still literally every day up at, you know, seven thirty-eight in the morning at my desk working. Like I just did like 80 different communications this morning <laughs> with my clients on existing students on Spark. And I even messaged some people that haven't been training that I know are not going to renew. I said, Hey, listen, can you give me some insight of why, how we failed? Like, why did your kids stop? Like, so I'm constantly kind of communicating. So, but at the same time, I know what you're saying. You have to push yourself past what you feel you're capable of or else you're never going to go. And I, I'm like that with my guitar lessons. Like my instructor, he's a hard nose. He's like, sometimes I literally have anxiety before the lesson because I don't think I'm going to impress him enough and do well at playing my thing. And he'll say it. He covers his face. He's like, why are you wasting my time? Like, what, what do you, like, do you even practice? And meanwhile, I'm practicing three, four hours a day. You know what I mean? Like I sit on my couch sometimes while we're watching TV and I fall asleep with my guitar in hand because I want to do well, um, for my lesson. But, and then he constantly throws more stuff on me and it's hard to remember and do all that stuff. So I don't know, like with schools, I think it's about learning how to break those bad patterns or develop good habits and, and work on that. Well, you've talked about this before, is um, and, and if you haven't, remind me that you didn't. But I, I think you you talked about uh, doing a journal and logging yeah. your your daily activities the and, and things. Um, and I think if school owners were to, well, the, the, here's the obstacle. When I say you you guys should journal, right? Um, the obstacle is going to be well, I hardly have time to do everything that I'm doing right now, and then to take time to write something down. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think that if you decide if you decide to do that, you're going to see the daily activities that are happening. The other thing that Ali points out a lot of times to his clients is that you're going to see a lot of wasted time um, in activities that mean nothing. I know that you you tell a story about an individual that was playing guitar. They yeah. wanted to grow their school and they were playing guitar how many times a day? They were playing all day. Whenever they had a chance, they had guitars everywhere they went. So they had guitars at home, a guitar at his school. He was doing 60 hours a week of guitar, which is, I can understand. I, I play sometimes more than that, but this is in, he was doing that in place of what he should be doing for his school. And he didn't even realize it. Right. You know, like, and, and by the way, the journal is, is the most difficult thing for people to do. Half the time I recommend it. People ignore me when I, I assign it as a task, they ignore it. Um, because it's very hard to put yourself under a microscope. And then people lie to themselves. Like, for example, um, I'm going to wake up and because I'm journaling, I'm going to do everything that I'm supposed to do. I'm going to write it in because I'm going to share it with you, Dwayne, and you're going to look at it and go, great job, Allie. All right, that's why I suggest them journaling for at least a minimum of two weeks. Because the first week they're on their best behavior, then week two, if they're being honest with themselves, they're back to doing it like they normally would. Right. And um, journaling is very powerful in that regard because you un uncover so many things about your habits and your, your, you know, what your time wasters are and so on. Well, and it, it goes back to what we talked about. We always preach this is you just don't know what you don't know. And so until it's in writing and you can actually see it, um, you cannot solve the problem. You don't know where your constraints are until you can identify them. And this yeah. is one of the easiest cheapest ways to identify your constraints. You could hire a coach, like you could hire right. Allie. Yeah. Or someone else. Yeah. And you know, look, I don't, I, don't hire me, but you can hire Allie. And I'm not saying that because I want people to hire me. It's not like a, a bait and switch. You know what I mean? It's not bait a switch yeah. thing. Yeah. Cause I don't, I, 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 I am, I am not a good coach for uh, school owners. I'm right. Just, I'm just not. Um, 
anyways, but you could hire a coach, spend the money, or you could just do the free thing, take a couple of weeks, and then now you may not know how to look at it. I mean, there's going to be, I would say, what, at least 75% of the things you're going to look at and go, yep, I can see what's going on. That other, you know, 25 or even 30%, whatever, um, you might need someone else. You might right. need a coach to yeah. highlight some of those things. But if you were just to correct 75% of your problems first, right, you'd be well off ahead than you would otherwise. Well, if I could share my, my goal, my drill on how to do the journaling and then people could do it if they want. So you, I first get you from the morning you wake up to the morning you go to sleep. You literally, you take like a little message pad. I'm holding up a pad in front of me and you have a pen and you write down every single thing that you do, right? Literally like I'm in the, I wake up and I make my coffee. I go to the bathroom and I, you know, from 9 a.m. to 9.20, I'm in the bathroom, right? Like, and then, you know, you don't have to go into gross details, but we just, you want to know like where your time is being spent. Then afterwards you drive to work. That takes 40 minutes, right? Anyway, long story short, once you look back after we do a week of that, then I ask the people to coordinate, color coordinate their journal and highlight the things that pertain to personal time, business time, and spiritual development and so on. Then I asked him in the business side to break down in color marketing, student maintenance, and just average everyday day-to-day -day stuff, right? So when they're looking at their journal, they're going like, wow, I only did like one thing for marketing. Like I, I only communicated with my clients one time over the course of two. And they start to see the colors and then you go, okay, we well, can you see why you think you're busy and you are, you're busy with, you know, like I had people that I know that spend hours and hours and hours on YouTube, just searching fun videos to watch, you know, things like that. And it's super easy to get down a rabbit hole. Um, you know, I, I had a friend say, check this out. There's this new robot intelligence, right? And they sent me a video of an actual robot that does kendo sword fighting and you could spar with it and it blocks and attacks and it's literally like having a training partner that you could fight with and you get smit it's a metal robot you can hit it hard and fight with it um and then i found another robot and another robot and then well like two hours later i'm like you know i'm down this rabbit hole of robots and you don't know when that that's two hours that you could have been marketing texting your students you know putting a new campaign together those are all the time wasters that we we don't realize that we're doing and um journaling uncovers that Right. Yeah. Even like I don't spend the guy who played guitar for 60 hours or the guy who doesn't, he thinks he's always spending time with his family. But meanwhile, while he's home, he's really at home, but he's on his computer in his office or he's in his, his man cave watching sports and his family is upstairs. You know, like you don't realize until you actually see it. And so it's a very powerful drill. I challenge everyone who's listening to this to try it. It's not as easy as it seems. And it really uncovers a ton of stuff about yourself and what your priorities are and what you're actually doing. Yeah. Let me throw you under the bus Yeah, uh, or, or put you on the, on the hot seat. But yeah. listen, if you guys actually do this, reach out to Allie, uh, send him a copy. He'll hop on a phone call with you yeah. and, and chat about it because yeah. um, it will do you good. Even if you do see the 75%, let him see the other 25%. Okay. Well, that's, that's it. You want to, you want to, you don't realize too how much time you waste, right? Like everyone's like, how many times do we hear this with a, a student or a parent? Like, I don't have the time. You know, a parent goes, I wish I could do this. Well, I don't have the time. Like, come on, you can't find three hours in a week or two even. Like, you can't somehow carve out two hours. Like, I just recommended someone to you for health coaching. And they're, you know, they're not sure they can afford the program. But I'm like, you, but you can't afford to be unhealthy, right? Because in the long run, that's going to cost you way more. So when people prioritize things based on certain mindsets, then they end up losing out on the benefits, right? So like if you, if, if a dad wanted to train and he, he doesn't do it because he can't find the time, but he carves out two hours and his wife says, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. I'll wash the dishes. I'll do it all. You just go and do your class. He's going to be in better health, better shape, better attitude. Imagine what that's going to, the landslide of the positivity into that relationship is going to be amazing. Yeah. And unfortunately we, we, we don't take action until some, something's hurting. I know. I mean, I just, I, I just uh, enrolled a lady into my uh, 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 health coaching, and uh, I spoke to her almost a year and a half ago about program. And you know, you know what the obstacle was? What money? 
Right. You know what the obstacle is now? Nothing. Nothing. She yeah. got a bad report from her doctor and yeah. it's not good. And she needs to lose, you know, 40 to 50 pounds like, like yeah. tomorrow. I mean, she's not right. going to lose it that quick. She, we're going to do it healthy. But, um, and, and so what is it? The, uh, the power of loss is greater than the power of gain. We always, right. t- we always take action when we're about to lose something. Well, look at, let's take what you just said and let's just put that for our listeners into a martial art scenario, right? So everyone's like, oh, you know, um, we accept the the trends and the fads as being reality when it's not necessarily true. Like, for example, it's been slower for me this month, Um, but I can't say that every January is going to be slow because most of the time January is pretty busy. But being that we know... How would, how would you, how would you know that unless you kept statistics? Right, right. Unless you... Uh, I'm doing my quote fingers. Yeah. Journaled, right? Right. I, I mean that, yeah. And we, and then look, uh, listeners, if you didn't listen to last week's and we talked about statistics, go back and listen to last week's podcast. Yeah. But I just wanted to say that you, you, you do the due diligence, you journal that you keep your statistics and that's right. how you know that every January is not going to be like this January. And by the way, that's what I love about spark. I, you know, statistically you could look at your month to month year to date, from all the years you've been with Spark. So I've been with them since 2018 now. Um, I'm able to go back and see my numbers every single month from 2018 compared to 19, compared to 20, compared to 21. And then I do my own st- statistics and I'm able to say, okay, I compared, you know, 19 to 2018, 20 to 2000, you know, and I can do all these comparisons to see my growth and at least if I stayed steady, you know, or during COVID, how much I lost and if I was able to build back up. But um, but I think for people too, you know, they have to understand that, you know, uh, it's very easy to make excuses to justify the brain into feeling good, right? So that's like, I'm just going to have this drink or I'm just going to eat this dessert. It's just today. I feel good about it. I deserve it. I worked hard all week. You know, we, we justify continuously. Look, I'm, I'm a creature of that sometimes as well. That's why people developed for, for stringent bodybuilders and dietitians a cheat day. So people could look forward to the cheat day because all week, if they stay disciplined, at least they got six days of discipline, they could cheat on that seventh day. Um, but that also, is a little bit bad unless you're super disciplined because you'll fall off track pretty easily. That cheat day will landslide into a cheat Monday, a cheat Tuesday, every once in a while, a cheat Wednesday. And then you're back to step one. It's like drinking. You can't, if you have an alcohol problem, you can't drink ever. You can't just say, I'll have it now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and uh, you know, I won't do it ever again. I've got this under control because you just immediately landslide back into poor habits and decision-making. So- Go ahead. I, I was just going to say too. I wanted to throw this out there, and we, we, I guess we should have said this at the beginning of the call. But uh, go to uh, go to schoolownertalk.com and download the Martial Arts Business Manifesto. It's there. Right. Um, one of the things is we do talk about the different activities that a martial arts school owner is responsible for. Right. I would download that. That would kickstart your activities. There's going to be more activities <clears throat> than just what's listed in there, but at least that will kickstart that. Um, I would make a list of all the activities that you do in your school, um, on, on a, on a, a weekly monthly basis. Cause and even quarterly, cause sometimes it's not until the quarter that you have to do it. Um, and then I, I, from there, I would decide, you know, is this an activity that I still, that's still relevant that needs to be done or not. Right. And so I would make that category from there. I would then make uh, maybe a, a separate one and say, now ask the question, do these need to be done by me? Right. Or can I delegate this to a service or a person? And when I say a service, I mean, maybe it could be, you know, outsourcing it like my bookkeeping. I outsource that to a, a service, a person yeah. that does it. Yeah. Um, but a service could be like, you know, Spark, where we delegate a lot of things to Spark with regards to the yeah. emails and, and the text messages that go out automatically, those those type of things. But right. there's three categories that you want to ask yourself. But the first one is, is this even relevant? And if it isn't, right. get it off your plate. It's not an activity that you should be doing uh, yep. anymore. Then break it down into three different categories. From there, the ones that don't apply to you anymore, meaning that you're going to Given some some sort of automation service or a person, 
<clears throat> you need to come up with the uh, the parameters on how that's going to happen. Right. And how you're going to check up on making sure that it's getting done as well. And then get those off of your plate. Right. Then you can focus on just the activities that are necessary for you. Now, um, I know that in the beginning, when you're building a school and it's just you, you're doing everything. Yeah. But as you, because I've been asked by school owners and you tell me what you think. I've been asked by school owners, you know, what's the most important thing once you start building your business and you're busy, is it more important to get a front desk person or another instructor? Right. Um, and in most cases, my advice is to get a front desk person. Yeah. Because most individuals that are building their school um, are instructors themselves. They, right. they are the teacher anyhow. Yeah. So you, you can delegate that responsibility to someone else. Yes, you have to um, give them the parameters, what you expect. You're going to have to write the protocols. Right. All of that is tedious. All right. of that takes time. Uh, the shortcut to that uh, real quickly is as you teach them, how to do X, Y, and Z and what you expect, you have them write it down. Yeah. And you have them type it out and you have them create the manual. Yeah. That's what I did. Because if I had to sit down and do it, guess what? It would have never gotten done. Yeah. I actually, not to sell stuff, but I do have a, um, I do have a procedures manual that's for sale on my website, taking it to the next level that they could buy. And the procedures manual does anything from welcoming people to the dojo tour and all this the stuff and so on. Put the link in here. Yeah. And, but the reason why I bring it up too is it even does training. You know, I have a cover sheet and then I train the people on the chapter, let's say new student signups, and then they have to read it and study it on their own. And then we go through it and I make sure they know it and they sign off that they understand it. And let me tell you why this is important. There are many people that said, you never showed that to me. And I go, yeah, see, on June 15th, you signed off on this and we went through a whole entire plan. Maybe you forgot, maybe you stopped doing it. So it gives a little bit more of uh, you know, a buy-in from the people too. And I, I will put up a link. I'll put up a link to my uh, my product page on my, um, you know, all the different things that I have available, little training products. I have a few people that are super dedicated. Every month they go through a course or two and then they buy a new one and they go through that and they plug in them all into their system, which are little mini courses on, on stuff. But you know what, Dwayne, too? I think that I think as we grow, and you you asked me this question just now, you said, you know, what would I recommend? It depends on the school that you want to have. Like I, like the other day I got a parent text me, I was home and I had my main guy running my school and one assistant instructor. And they said, oh, I, I see you're understaffed. There's no one at the front desk. And I said, uh, no, uh, we're not understaffed. We don't have someone at the front desk. If you need something, um, will come out after class or I could handle it for you here. But I used to have a full-time program manager sitting there and I would fight day in and day out for them to do their job. And then if they didn't do their job, they were sitting around. One of them was watching cat videos and doing all sorts of crap. And I caught them. They're like, why? I shouldn't watch cat videos. I'm like, you don't know that you're not supposed to be doing that. You know, and um, and then I, I looked at it. I'm like, okay, now I had, you know, I'm paying them $400 a week plus commissions, et cetera, et cetera. Now I just had to up my student count by whatever it is, that's, you know, eight, that's two grand a month, let's just say, or more. Um, you you got to have 20 more students just to cover that payroll. Right. Now, so I said to myself, as I relaunched my school, you know, I do everything from home. I talk to the people like I did this morning over, you know, a hundred people. I chatted with my students and sent messages and, you know, where you've been asking opinions. And then when I get to the school tonight, cause I, I'll be there, my guy, Ryan will teach. I'll leave I'll go teach. He'll leave the floor. We'll communicate. And if people need to buy gear, they need to ask a question. We then take that time. People just have to be a little bit more patient and wait for the time. They can't just have someone immediately like, hey, I have a question for you. They need to hold their question until we're available. So it depends on the model that you want to build, right? You know, you could be you know, the, the Four Seasons Hotel with a concierge, a front desk manager, a, you know, client relationship person, or you could do it all and just do it at your pace and not have to be forced to run it like you think, like everyone's telling you, you should. Yep. Yeah. I even, um, <clears throat> this is just a, uh, an automation that I use, but I use a, a, a product called Calendly. Right. And it's 150 bucks a year. 
and I'm able to create different calendars and different availabilities. So of course I have that for my health and wellness clients, but I also use it for my studio. And so I've got a, a TriStar link, if you will. And when someone in, someone needs to speak specifically to me, right? Uh, we set up a phone call. Yeah. And uh, I, if I'm answering it via the text, yeah, um, or the push notification from the app, I'll send them that link. Or right. I, my program director at the studio has that link, and um, of course she first tries to vet, right, and see if she can solve something. And if she can't, yeah. then it, if it's escalated to me, she just sends the link. They pick the time. I'm not going back and forth. I had a gentleman right. last night when he was leaving. <clears throat> he said, hey, I'd, I'd like to get together and, and chat uh, about some things. And I said, well, can we do it over the phone? He said, yeah, absolutely. I said, yeah. um, great. I said, I'll text you tonight um, and we'll set something up. So all I did was say, hey, I'm sorry I didn't have time to talk to you tonight. Do me a favor. Here's a link to my schedule. Set right. up a time that works best for you for us to do a call. Yeah. And by the way, with Zoom and everyone's used to Zoom, right? Like you could do these face-to-face -face meetings where, <clears throat> you know, you don't have to carve out that time during your busy time. You could say, "Hey, are you available at lunch on your lunch break?" Oh yeah, I could do that. We could do. They go out to their car on their phone and they do a meeting with you. Like things have opened up where you could do it at any time, very easily and conveniently for both you and the client, and not have to be like, "Oh God, where am I going to fit this all in during my." evening hours. Well, yeah. And I have my zoom hooked up to Calendly and I have, yeah. if somebody wants to do a zoom, I send them the, send them the zoom link and then yeah. they, just, they pick a time to zoom. Yeah, there you go. I mean, there's so much more. So, so I, I think the big question for many school owners is like, what numbers, what statistics, what things should they be doing to grow their school. Like, you know, and that's why when I first did coaching, I developed this thing called the DNA, um, meaning like, and, and we've talked about this a million times, people have probably heard it before, but the DNA, like the genetic makeup of your body is your DNA. However, what is the genetic makeup of the school? So, and I developed this only so that I can control what my program managers and staff did so that I knew uh, what was being done on a day-to-day -day basis. I didn't just leave it up to people to do what they thought they should get to, because obviously you get to what's the easiest, what's the most comfortable, um, what's the, you know, what are the, like I've had, I have a few clients that I've assigned them tasks to do for their schools. And week after week after week, they haven't gotten around to it. Like I've been busy, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Well, like that's because you just allow the universe to throw things at you and you work like you're, you're in an ocean. And you're just paddling through the waves continuously. And that, just as you get back above the water, the next wave comes crashing in on you. That's pretty draining if you run your school like that. And that's why we did this podcast to say, like, how do we get rid of that anxiety and stress of, of being in the funnel, in the hamster wheel, in the blender every day? And how do we control the chaos? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the do you want to show the DNA? The I can. DNA? Let me let me do that. Let me see if I could get it correct and show it. Okay. And then you that's the screen. Can we see that? Yeah, let me show it in here. Here it goes. All right. And let me see if it's on on our call on stop sharing. I want to share. Okay. So now do we see our call? There we go. Well, let me get back off of that and I'll pull my screen back up. Okay, we see it now? Yep. Okay. So, so I developed this thing. And by the way, I swear to you that I would think that the guys from Spark stole everything that I came up with, but I'm saying that <laughs> jo jokingly. And the reason why I think that, but I don't really is because having, they know what it takes Chung Park master cell to run a successful school. So obviously they were doing everything that it took me forever to, to figure out and, and put up for my clients so that everything that I would ask them to do, you could do it on spark. They thought of everything, which is beautiful. And, um, obviously I'm joking when I say they stole it because it's identical almost to what I do. The only thing is within spark, people have all the tools. They just don't know what to do still like in order. So let, this was my initial statistical snapshot, right? These are all the stats. You need to know your financial breakdowns. It was kind of cool. Um, you know, the, the method, like how to sort it, you know, what the type of it was, whether it be a certain, you know, uh, retail sales, you know, um, uh, special events, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then I had my new students, I had my trial so we could see what the outcome was. Did they sign up? Didn't they sign up? Then I had my free monthly memberships and then I had who quit. 
and um, who renewed and who upgraded. Those are all right on the dashboard in Spark. Quite amazing. And then I had my numbers, you know, what came in with my billing company at the time, what I brought in for kickboxing, my regular tuition, my store, and so on. Then we went down to the bottom um, over here and we were like, you know, what do we do each day? So I had week one and I built it out where a program manager would sit in the desk and these are all the tasks that they would do on that Monday. Do you want to, for the listeners that are listening to this, yeah. you know, they're not seeing it. Can you explain yeah, some absolutely. of these things? So like for Monday, the, the, they'd sit in, I'd say, listen, you don't sit in your chair and start figuring out what you're going to do. You sit in your chair and you open up my DNA and you see what you have to do, right? So they immediately would check the messages and return calls. The number two, they'd confirm trial classes the day of and the next day. By the way, this is all done on automation now for us. Spark does that for us. It, it sends out a text, it sends out an email and, and it does it all. Then we would call and for mistrials and send postcards. You see how this is dated, right? But it's not bad to do physical mailings on things too, and mix that in with your computer software, right? But now, again, um, I'm able to go in and text all the people who missed trials. I have an automation in progress so that they miss a trial. It tries to get them back in and so on. So a lot of this has been automated. Then we did cold leads and then we did the two, four, six, eight, ten 10 week calls, right? Um, now I have that as an automation as well. It all goes out automatically, email and text message. Then we did, you know, our perfect attendance, which we had to calculate who got perfect attendance. And then we had to make up the certificates and then we give them out in class and who we'd send out upgrade letters that shows you again, I have that done on automation, um, updated attendance renewals for the next month, update the instructor clipboards, which is like the, the, uh, curriculum for the week and so on and so forth. And every day would be a different task. And that's what I'm sharing for the listeners that they'd see it. And, and not every day would be the same thing. In other words, I don't have to do the same big projects. Like, so maybe on Tuesday, and I'll read this off, we're still checking messages, still confirming trials, still calling mistrials, still calling cold calls. Then we would do referral calls that day. We'd call the existing clients and say, Hey, Mrs. Jones, um, you know about our referral program? Do you have anyone that you could recommend? And they might say, no, I don't know yet. I, can you do me a favor? Can you just think about that? And we'll call you back next week and you could have at least one person for us. Like, so we were very actively pursuing referrals. Then we'd send out our birthday cards. We'd send out our birthday lotto, which was on people to win a birthday party. We would do renewal calls one month in advance. And then we'd update our student grid, which is you know our monthly maintenance on how we're taking care of the building and so on. So anyway, I'm going to stop sharing, but um, this is just to show. And, and by the way, down at the bottom, if people are looking at this, they can see the yearly comparison, the upgrade funnel. These are all the folders, quits versus new, our goals for the month. All of this was done on an Excel spreadsheet. We developed this out. So my program managers were like so on target and they knew exactly what to do. And by the way, every day was different. Some projects would be consistent throughout the week always sure. do your calls, always do this. But then the big projects that maybe only needed to be done once a month was like send out birthday letters, you know, send out renewal, do renewal. Like you only did that certain. So it's not like every day you have to do the same thing. So my, my lesson to people who are listening is that all you have to do is list your tasks and then say what days you're going to do them on. And then make sure you stick to your schedule. And by the way, yeah, things come up. You mentioned it before, fires, little mini problems, issues, right? So if that happens, then it's so simple. You basically just move your task from Wednesday to Thursday, but now you got twice as much to do and you get as much as you can done. So, I mean, there's always going to be those situations where you can't get it all done. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the other thing too is what you brought up was those are the daily necessary activities for um, inside of the school. Right. Right. Um, but there's backstage things that are happening. So as a right. school owner, you have, um, uh, bills to pay, you right. have, uh, programs to set up yeah. um, or marketing pieces to develop, um, but you, you would, meet with your uh, accountant. I mean, just all of this, you would probably put like most of what you had just said into a day-to-day -day schedule, right? Like every week marketing, 
would be your focus, right? So you might do that on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or every Friday you do a staff meeting. Um, you know, then you got to budget in. When do I pay my bills? That'll be on the Monday and the, you know, or the first and the 15th or the first, the 10th and the 20th. Like, so you, but you, you can't just let it, the tides flow in and you go, Oh damn, I forgot to pay my mortgage. Oh damn. I forgot to do my marketing because now next month it's going to be slow. So you got to literally just calendar it out uh, and, and have, you know, those tasks sequentially every day. Well, make an appointment with yourself. I mean, that's right. basically what it is. If you have to go see the doctor, the doctor is going to ask you to make an appointment, um, you know, and the appointments at nine o'clock. Well, you know, darn well that you're going to, you're going to get there at nine o'clock. Hopefully you get there 15 minutes early, like you right. should, right. But right. you're going to get there and, at nine o'clock and he ain't going to see you until nine 45 or she, right. Yeah. Uh, and then you're not going to get out of there until uh, you know, 10 30. So you right. know that you have to time block at least an hour and a half for your doctor visit. Right. Why not time block the activities that you have to do on a daily, weekly basis and, right. and not allow or very seldom allow uh, things to penetrate that. So yeah. I have a, a variable, but usually every, I would say 98% of the time, every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, for me, eight o'clock to noon, those are project times, right? And so whatever, whatever projects that I'm working on, and that could be from marketing pieces, um, to, you know, whatever, right. or even, even, um, and I guess this is still marketing, but working on an automation inside of yeah. spark that is going to free me up so that I don't have to do X, Y activity or free my staff up. So they don't have to do X, Y activity. Right. Um, and so I just have time blocked those, those times out. Um, you know, as well as I do that, you know, I don't check my email very often. Yeah. There's only certain times in the day that I check my email and right. that I will get back to you. Um, mm -hmm. uh, responding to email and checking my email is not something I do at first thing in the morning. Right. Um, you know, I will after lunch at one o'clock from one to one thirty. that's when I check my email. Yeah. I check it normally once a day, unless I got a text from someone that's, and that I'm expecting something. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I'll tell them, Hey, you know, send me a text or, or message me on Facebook to let me know that you sent it as well. Right. right. Especially if yeah. it's time, if it's time sensitive. Yeah. And I love that about you. I just don't appreciate that about you. Right. So I love that you're, I no wait. I should say, I appreciate that about you, but I don't love that about you. Cause right. there are times when I send you a message and I'm like, I need to know the answer now. And like, I'll hear from you four hours later, but you know what? My urgency is not your urgency. Right. So like my urgency is I want to know now, but your urgency is I'll get around to it when I, all my priorities are done. And I think that sometimes we allow people's urgencies to take over our schedule. That's why mini fires are used in the terminology for um, Stephen Covey or the Franklin Covey planning system. He says, there are going to be fires that you can't, you know, listen, a fire if all of a sudden you turn and your garbage pails on fire, you can't go, listen, I'm really busy with emails right now. I'll put that out later. You immediately grab it and throw some water on it or throw it outside in the yard. Like those fires have to be attended to. Someone comes in, they're livid, they're furious with you and they want to talk now. You might stop what you're doing and take the time to chat with them and calm them down, but then move on right back to what you were doing. And I think people easily get thrown off path. Like they, they have a path that's drawn in the sand, but then light little lines are drawn all throughout. So they could any moment just go down any one of the other paths and they don't, then they don't get back to the main path. And that's where they end up finding it two, three days later. They still haven't done the goal, the task, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, certainly. I, I just think it's important to, I learned this from Stephen Oliver to learn how to say no. Right. But what do you need? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it tells them, it tells them, listen, I, I don't have the time, but I, I will spend the time with you and give it to you because you need it. But I can't give you hours. Like I had a parent needed to talk to me yesterday. Can we talk on the phone? You know, blah, 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 blah. And I had a very, very busy day. I started off with calls in Australia. Then I went to Pennsylvania. Then I was in Long Island for a call. Then I did another two other calls out, out of the, out of the state 
one out of the car. I, by the time it was like 1.30, I finally had time to talk to the parent. And I was really kind of stressing because I wanted to give them my time. And when I got them on the phone, they said, uh, hey, Shannon, I just want to let you know I did a review on Google for you, a really positive review. And I want you to know that I really appreciate what you do for the kids. Like that could have been done in a text message, right? Like I was right. stressing over it. And then I finally got around to calling them and I thought it was a an issue when it, thank God it wasn't, but their urgency to tell me what they wanted personally could have been easily done in a text message, but they wanted to speak to me personally and tell me, I appreciate that. But I, you know, I was thrown off by it, right? I had to move some things around to get to it. Check this out. I wanted to share with you. I was sharing marketing um, and I'll share uh, just how people don't know how to break things out. So I had a client that we were talking about marketing and I said, what are you doing? They say, oh, we, our main crux of marketing is Facebook. I, I, they use Gus from Lead Hunter Media. So we talked two weeks ago and we said, okay, you know, um, finalize, uh, these are some of the things. So Facebook, and then number two was finalizing a cycle of an automation that they have for all the old trials and the people that are, you know, missed classes, missed trials, quit the school, didn't come in for the trial and so on. Um, so they, I shared my automation with them and they've been using it and getting great results. And by the way, I, I have been too, I have, I have like 25 people on a schedule, a good half of them are from this old this automation of old people that have been sitting literally in my database. So when the timing is right, the student will appear or the teacher will appear that, you know, when the student's ready. Yeah. You still have to take action. Right. And some people don't do it because they're so focused on other things. So, so they, the, I share the automation, they put it together, they put it in progress. And we talked about a buddy week. Oh yeah. We're going to do a buddy week. They said, I said, okay, great. Not a buddy day, but a buddy week. And what are you going to do for it? So I said to them, VIP passes to every single students in packs of 20. Make sure the students give them out. Do another contest. Like maybe the person with the most buddies wins this, you know, the comic books and the t-shirts and the this and that and uh, and so on. And make sure that, it, you know, they have a, a deadline, you know, and, and so on. Anyway, we went through everything that they could be doing on top of their Facebook marketing. We came up with 12 different items. And sometimes we're not looking at that stuff. And then, by the way, even if we may look at it once or twice a year, are we doing it on a regular basis? This should be part of your DNA. Every month you're doing all of these things. You know, every four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, you're doing a buddy week, a buddy day. I mean, hey, listen, it doesn't hurt. Like, even if you're doing other marketing, what if you got two or three people that join? That's three more people, right? So, I think that people forget and they don't do things consistently and they don't have it laid out for themselves. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> with regards to marketing too, just time blocking the activities, but um, you know, when, what I always tell uh, uh, school owners, especially when I was coaching, I don't, I don't coach school. Yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. So if you want to get coached, get coached by Allie. I don't um, do a lot of coaching though, by the way, but at the same time, I have a few spots if people wanted to do it, but I'm not really like, I used to do like, 20 a week, 22 a week. It, it, I just found that it's a headache. And, and the reason I say that, I'm sorry, school owners, you, you don't get anything done. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, I did that long day and I literally had, I still am recovering my voice today, yesterday. Yep. So like it's, it's kind of brutal um, and draining. It's, it's more exhausting than doing physical labor, I think, because you're giving your entire heart and soul and mind and you're always got to be on and you're on the phone for 50 minutes, you know, five zero and you're, pushing them for 50 minutes to excel and sharing and doing things. So it's not the easiest task, but I, I enjoy it for the people I work with. But, um, but anyway, I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just going to quickly say that, um, you know, this is the middle of January. Um, so <clears throat> I, I, I would spend the rest of the half of January figuring out marketing wise, what you're going to do for March. Right. Um, I know that, that, you're going to say to me, well, February is coming up and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that you always want to be working basically two months ahead. So, right. you know, whatever, like January, you should be spending on your March, February, you should be spending on your April. Yeah. Um, just so that you're ahead of the schedule. So uh, yes, um, you're not, it probably sounds goofy for me to say, just skip it. Don't worry about February. Yeah. It will put you in a, you'll be, a, your stress level will be a lot less. Right. If you are working two months ahead on your schedule, but you got to put that in your schedule. Exactly. Again, once again, it's a matter of I'll get around to it and then they never do. Right. Like, so that's where 
carving out time on a day-to-day basis for certain activities will make your life more organized and it will take your stress level down. Like for example, when people first start doing the DNA or they start doing all these tasks, they're overwhelmed because it's all new, right? However, um, for others, when they're, once they start putting it in place, then it becomes a regular routine. It's, it's easy because it's not taking you two hours to figure it out, an hour to implement. And, you know, you got it. It's a regular thing. So it's 15 minutes here. Like for me, it took me maybe a half an hour to communicate with all my existing clients. Um, you know, uh, not, not all of them, but a good percentage of them. Right. And say, okay, Hey, how are you doing? Do you have any questions? And I, and by the way, I'm sending text messages and I have them pre-programmed in Spark. I have, you know, general check-in with student one, two, three, four, five, and six. So I basically just go in, select the client, select the text and hit the message I want to send. I don't have to write it. I don't have to type it. It's going out automatically. I have them pre-canned, but they're legitimate. Like they were written by me and they're legitimate questions that I want to know. So, so you really have to look at, I, so I look, we're at 1215. We're almost done with 15 minutes left before we end. Right. Yep. I think that we need to be clear. I think the pa- the people out there that are listening or whoever hears this at whatever time that you do, list all the things that you do in a journal from day to night and every single day for at least a minimum of seven days. But if you're good enough and you're, you're looking for a challenge, do it for two weeks. At that point, I'm willing to look at it. You could share with me or you could just look at it and analyze what's personal, what's spiritual or like, you know, development, spiritual development and what is business. And then take everything for your business side. Look at the times that you do it and then categorize them based on your tasks that are necessary. Like, you know, it's not just busy work. You didn't spend two hours, you know, cleaning the school and, you know, putting out toilet paper. We probably could have spent an hour at marketing instead of that and maybe had your students at the end of class sweep vacuum and clean the mirrors and that'll take that would have took you an hour at one person 20 students running away with cloth and sprays could have done what you do for two hours a week you know what i mean so you have to learn how to delegate and and replace your busy time with important time that you know is going to make you move forward yeah and and that was i'm glad you brought that up because i know in the beginning of the of the the podcast and we talked about you know writing everything down getting rid of the information or getting rid of the tasks that no longer uh work right, right. you no longer should be doing yeah um and then and then categorizing the other three but when you categorize the other three meaning this is what i'm still going to do this is what i'm going to automate to yeah. a service and this is what i'm going to delegate to an individual yeah. um the ones that you decide to keep, you do need to put what you're talking about is put them in a level of priority right. on what's the most important. That's what I liked about your DNA, your daily necessary activities is because not only did you put the daily necessary activities, but you put them in order of importance. Yep, yep. I remember teaching that to my staff when we talked about that, you know, look, these are the list of activities. Yeah. And, and before I told them what I thought was the most important, and the way that we were going to do it, I just asked them, you know, if you couldn't get all of these done in a day, what do you think would be the most important, the second, the third, the fourth? And it was neat. The reason I did that was because I wanted to kind of see where their mindset was. Right. And so uh, I think that that's even an important drill uh, to as school well, owners to do with their staff as well. Yeah, because we know when we set tasks, like I'm a big task. I like write down all my tasks for the day. I'm, I've still to this day still do this and it's just my own ego, right? Like, like, so I'm doing my stuff and I'm, I'm checking off things as we go and you call me up and you're like, Hey, Ali, I have a question for you. And then I talk to you and I give you my priority and we get done. I'll write, talk to Dwayne on my task sheet and check it off. Like I want to make sure that if I go back or when I die, my daughter looks at how busy I was. She's going to see how much I did. You know, you know what I mean? So sometimes that ego stuff is for the list. So, but we will tend to, and school owners get caught up into the day-to-day stuff. And like I said, when I'm coaching people, it'll go weeks where people haven't done 
like four tasks. Like, you know, think about updating your program to whatever. Okay, I'll think about it. Let's figure out by next week a price and when you're going to launch. And then I get to next week and they're like, no, I haven't had given the, the time. I need more time. I'm like, you really don't. You're just ignoring the task because in your mind, it's a big task. But really, if you just get down to it, you could figure this out in 20 minutes, we'd be done. You just got to have some forceful decision-making put on you. And then we move forward from there. Yeah. Can I give this book out? Um, yeah. Uh, it's by uh, Brian Tracy. And I, I think it's called Eat the Frog. Oh, it's yeah. Not, it's not a very big book. So if you're worried about it being a lot, can you look it up to make sure that I'm I right? Will. Yeah. Let me look it up. Um, it's phenomenal. Uh, I, I just download, not just, this was... Uh, like six, seven months ago, but uh, downloaded the Audible version. And um, then I bought the, the actual physical book so I could highlight some things. I went back and reread it after I had originally listened to it. Does it say Eat the Frog? Yeah, it's Eat That Frog. Eat That Frog. Oh, that's something I've never heard of. I, I, I Did you just recently read it or is it something that you've About had? Seven, six, seven months ago. But the, I got to download that onto my phone. The, the reason I bring it up is because it's exactly what you're talking about is, uh, and you know um, that, you know, we, we should, we, and you brought it up, we, we have a tendency, the most important task or the biggest task or the one that's going to actually move us forward is the one that we always put on the back burner yeah. and the ones that are easy and and uh, make us feel good, and that's the reason right. we're doing them. Right. Or they're uh, the less painful ones. Yes, and and hopes that it's going to motivate us to do the hard ones. Eat yeah. that frog. Um, read that book, Eat the Frog, because that basically the concept is you do the hard thing first, and then you do the e easy thing last. Don't ever do the easy thing first and get it off your plate. Do the hard thing first. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's just a really good book, and and I and I think that. I don't want school owners to have another thing to read and, and, and think that they have to consume more information. I, uh, I know that we actually started last year, you know, deciding that we we're going to read a book every single month and then right. talk about it on the podcast and yeah. what happened to us. We, I think four, four books in, we kind of fell off track. Yeah. Here's what I decided this year is I'm going to be very selective on the amount of books that I'm going to read. Right. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to read them. And if they're good, I'm going to reread them until I feel that I've exhausted that book. And then I'm going to move to the next one. Interesting. I, and I've read some so far this year. I read some books that are not necessarily business books, but one was the book Will Smith called Will from the movie star Will Smith. Um, I, I think. Did I send that to you? Yeah, I got it right here. OK, yeah, that was uh that was a phenomenal book. It's sitting on my, you can't see it, but it was sitting on my stand next to my chair where I do my reading. So. Okay. So, um, and, and I loved it because man, talk about a driven person. Um, you would think he's just a, you know, a happy, strong, you know, got, you know, motivated guy, but the guy like literally is like a taskmaster. Like, I mean, he had every dream spelled out every, you know, uh, everything that could have happened that could have hurt his career. I mean, he was rich and then he was poor. Um, he had bad relationships and then new good relationships. It was just a great book. But anyway, so I read that book and then I'm reading a spiritual book by my friend, Mike Eward, and it's called The Warrior Sage. It's more about spirituality. Um, but I, I just love reading and enjoying growth, mental growth. But I'm doing one other thing to the listeners, I, and you might love this, Dwayne. It's called Masterclass, and it's an online training system. I think I pay $1.99 a year, and there's like thousands of master level people that teach different things on this master class and you could watch the videos. So um, like the guy, Phil Voss, you know, remember the book, uh, never split the difference that you yeah. shared with me. You gave yeah. that to me book literally changed my life. He does an entire six hours of training on video on how to negotiate. And uh, that's on this thing called Masterclass. And you could, like, I just watched a big documentary on the band Metallica. I'm not a huge fan of their music, or I wasn't until now. And now I watched how to how to write a song and how to, you know, do this and do that. And I've also, you know, I've made meals with Gordon Ramsay. He does the videos on vegan meals. So there's so much out there to learn. And, and that, by the way, this should also be put in your DNA, 
for yourself as a school owner. Like, when am I going to read? Is it when you first wake up in the morning before you roll out of bed, you wake up a half an hour early? For me, I do that. I put my glasses on and I read on my telephone the books that, and I'll read for half an hour just to get my brain flowing. So you need to task that in. Yeah. So the book that I'm reading right now is just As a Man Thinketh okay. by James Allen. Wow. Nice. And uh, it's just a short ebook. Um, and basically is, you know, it's kind of the paraphrase is, you know, as a, as a man thinketh, so shall he be. Right. And so, um, you know, what you think about is who you become. And obviously who you become dictates who you're going to hang around. You know, it goes yeah. along with the same concept of the fact that, you know, you are the, the, the five people that you hang around with. Right. Um, right. Because like, you know, birds of a feather flock together. I mean, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of, of those cliches out, but you understand what I'm talking about. But the mindset is from that is really what I am working on, uh, you know, right now. And so I'm just going to read and reread, highlight, make notes, uh, uh, you know, kind of discuss with myself, you know, about it until I feel that I've exhausted those things. It's not that, uh, you know, I don't watch or read uh, different different training materials, but right. I'm, not, I'm not looking to digest uh, a lot of information right now. I'm, I really want to get deep on the information that I'm looking to digest right now. With that being said, I don't know if 10 years ago that would have I would have made that same decision knowing what I know now. I don't know that I still would have made that same decision to go deep. I did right. a lot of surface level stuff because I needed to know about a little bit about Internet marketing. I needed to know a little bit about um, uh, student retention. I needed to know a little bit about making my classes more effective, like, you know, higher energy and, yeah, yeah. and those type of things. Right. Um, and then till I got those those things to a, you know, 75, 80 percent depth level uh, i didn't need to to dive in really really deep now yeah you know and i don't know maybe i maybe i should have done that 10 years ago but that's just where i'm at now yes, does that make exactly. sense it totally makes sense i mean no matter what someone could have told you 20 years ago you would have probably done it almost exactly the same way because at that time that's where you were you know, so I look at if I that old saying, if I could go back in time, you know, and if I actually went back in time with no memory of the future, I'd probably do it exactly the way I did. You know what I mean? I, I'd probably if I could remember, I would go back and correct things like if right. I in my memory when I went back in time, I could maybe fix the mistakes. But then probably right now we wouldn't be talking on the phone because my life would have went down a, probably an entirely different path. Who knows? Right. So you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And I think that the only thing that you can change is what you do now. Yeah. Right. So, so with the one lesson, I know we're almost out of time is that, you know, definitely journaling, definitely writing out what you should be, or you want to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis and make sure you block out in time. Like you do one o'clock is your email time. This time is your project time. This time is your reading time. And then always set your tasks up ahead and follow them in list of priority, not in list of comfortability. Comfortability is, is a, you know, that's the one thing that'll get you in trouble every time. Eat the frog. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually got a gift card. Let me tell you something that really annoys me. I want to vent on 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 our group. I got a gift card from a friend for two hundred fifty dollars from Canada, from Amazon. Amazon Canada will not let me spend that on Amazon US. I have to now. I'm gonna buy. So I'm like, what can I buy? I'm gonna ship from Canada. It's like four times the cost. So I'm gonna buy all my books from digital books from Canada um, on that gift card. So I just went on my Canadian Amazon account and I'm going to download the book from there on Kindle. Oh, but well, there you go. That's a, that's, and you're doing digital books anyway. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, but, but imagine though that a company like Amazon won't, you got a gift card from Amazon, but Amazon Canada is not the same as Amazon US. So it's funny, right? But anyway, I had to vent because that was so annoying. I'm like, can't I just move the card over to my Amazon US? Nope can't do it. Yeah. And I don't know what the exchange of money rate is, but you'd be willing to just do whatever the exchange yeah, is. Exactly. But I'm going to just buy it right on, on this and just hopefully send it right to my Kindle. All right, good. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to try to beat the system somehow. Yeah. Well, good luck with Amazon trying to beat that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But dude, this was a great call. Um, again, I, I know I always say this, but it's, it, 
you know, it motivates me to be on here with you. And I hope that you and I are able to motivate the listeners. Um, and, you know, I think we're up to like 30,000 downloads now. You had, you had said somewhere around there, 25, 27,000 of people that have downloaded our show and listened. And we get so many compliments from people on how it's helped them. Um, a lot of industry celebrities like you know people that are high up there they they talk about how we've been sharing 305 episodes right or 306 this one is um with the listeners so i just hope that everyone's getting something out of it and they appreciate it and i appreciate you and and it makes it makes my week so thanks for being who you are and thanks for the listeners listening my pleasure and thanks for being willing to to do this with me because uh i i would not have been able to do it without you Um, yeah Thank I was you. just telling telling uh, our, our our mutual friend who you you uh, referred me to right or right. referred to me um, about the health and wellness program and uh, I said yeah I said I wanted to do this for the martial arts industry and I said thank God for Ali I said because he he speaks about seventy five percent of the time and I do about twenty five percent I said but that's good because I don't know that I could fill the whole hundred percent myself anyways so I don't know if that's entirely true but I do talk a lot that's for sure. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I just no, I mean know. that that it, it carries the conversation um, I, I, quite obviously because if you're just listening to the audio and it was dead audio, right? That doesn't sound good. So yeah, I um, hear you. Yeah, I've always said. My mom said I always had the gift of gab, right? Like that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I turned it into something at least that it could help people. Right? That's right. That's right. And I yeah, and and I and I appreciate that. So yeah, absolutely. I definitely could cool. not have done it without you. And so I, you know, it, and it, I think it has uh, elevated uh, our friendship to a different level than what without it was even before. So I only wish we lived closer so that we could hang out like in person, go out to yes. dinner and spend time together. But uh, other than that, it's almost like we do every, every, I see you more than I've seen my best friends who live two blocks away. So uh, I'm happy that that's part of the case. So very cool guys. So, all right. I guess I'll let you close it out and we're all good to go. All right. And I just want to remind everybody to go to schoolownertalk.com uh, to get the martial arts manifesto that we spoke about. And if you and, and obviously past episodes as well. Allie, again, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. LeadHunterMedia.com, your online digital marketer and content provider. Academy Kings BJJ Growth Consulting and Management Group at GrowMyAcademy.com. SparkMembership.com, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. Get KarateStudents.com, a martial arts growth consulting company for all your systems. AdHealthCoaching.com, helping school owners create a whole other revenue stream for their school. We will see you next time.